Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. Now, one thing that I'm going to be doing uh, in this series is getting you to act on faith. How many of you really believe God is real? Now, every hand went up. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. So in your worship, where is God? Don't raise your hand. Just look straight ahead. Is he afar? Far off from? No, no, no. Don't say nothing. Just listen. Just listen. If you answer a question, you ask, somebody else is going to feel like they have to answer it, and somebody's going to start lying, and I don't want y'all lying. All right? Because your worship should be dear to you. It's when you get out of your own mindset, and watch this, this is how faith operates. You get out of your own mindset, and you realize that there's nothing blocking you and God. And sometimes you may have to close your eyes and shut everybody else out around you because everybody's not going to experience the same thing you experience. It is your worship experience that you're going to have to get the most out of. And many times we go and worship, and we're just looking around. You're not in worship. You're in denial. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't accept him as he is, that does not change who he is. Yeah. He's still God, and he's worthy of our worship. So at sometimes when I want you to start acting in faith, when you come in here or whenever you go into worship, the Bible says that who come to God must believe that he is God, and not only that, but he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So you know how to use that when you get ready to seek God in your faith. What I want to show you today, watch this, Galatians chapter 3. Before the way of faith in Christ was available to us, we were placed under a guard by the law. In other words, how many of you all, don't raise your hand, understand or know the Ten Commandments? I should have no other God before me. I should not use the name of the Lord thy God in vain, so on and so on and so on. I should not commit adultery and all those things. These Ten Commandments, which there were more, but these are the ten that we hang our hat on, and we say that this is what we should live by. Well, these are considered the law, okay? God gave you these to protect you until grace came along, okay? That's what this scripture is trying to say and trying to reveal to you, that the law came as a guardian. We were put, we were kept in protective custody, so to speak, until the way of faith, until the way of faith was revealed. Until God can reveal to you how your faith operates, he gave you the law to protect you, to keep you from acting a fool. All right? What is protective custody? It's a type of imprisonment. See, the law imprisoned you. Well, why would God send me the law that's going to put me in jail? Because if he did not, you'd be acting a fool today. The only thing that keeps some of you from committing adultery because you know something down your heart, God told you not to do it. Some of you still lie, but you know it's not right. Why? How did you know this lying was good? Because God told you that I should not bear false witness or tell a lie. So what you got to do now is start getting ready to go to the next level because the law is not designed for you. I watched the other day. My son was riding with me in the truck. Okay, I buckled up, put my seatbelt on. He didn't put his on. But soon we passed that police, he was doing this. As if the police were looking at it. I said, you know what, son? I said, now he's every day. I, I really normally put it on. I don't know what happened. You got slack. Sometimes we get slack in our Christian walk. And when sickness and disease come in, you know, we, 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 we know we knew better. You, you know you did better. So that's why God had to imprison you, put you under the law, because you won't do right on your own. 
The problem why most people stay in bondage because they don't realize that they're no longer under the law. God has gave them free to do whatever they want to do, and they're doing just that, whatever they want to do. You know what? I've gotten so used to wearing my safety belt now that I feel naked without it. I mean, not clothes. You know what I mean. Anyway, all right. There's some things that I don't feel comfortable doing no more because faith has been revealed to me. There's some things I cannot do anymore because I know it's going to hinder my faith. Therein lies a strength in faith that helped me to get over what I want to do. If you don't operate in your faith, your mind is going to convince you that you can do whatever you want to. It's going to be okay. Therefore, your faith is going to be challenged when you really need it. Faith is designed to work for you. There are some things I don't even ask for. Why? Because faith is already in motion. Faith is making those things that I want to happen, happen. There are some things that God has already set up for me and is already designed for me, and all I have to do is keep the wheels of faith moving, and those things are going to come. Have you ever got some things that you kind of hoped for but didn't even ask for? That was faith in motion. Mm-hmm. All right, watch this. So, so, so now he's trying to explain to us that, we, that God, first of all, gave us the Ten Commandments, knowing we weren't going to keep them, but he gave it to us as a measuring tool to show us what, what he demanded, what he asked for. And watch this. Nobody really understood the commandments. This generation that come up now, not only do they, do they, don't, they don't care about the commandments, they want to know one question, why? God answered the why question in the garden. Adam, don't eat from this tree because in the day you eat of it, you shall surely die or be separated from me. He does not have to answer any more of your why, your why questions. Why have to keep the commandments? Because the day you mess up, you're going to be separated from me. His answer has not changed. So why can't I do this? Why can't I smoke dope? Why can't I do this? Because the day you do it, you're going to separate yourself from me. So now your why question is answered. I listen to my kids all the time. Every time I ask them something, the first thing I say, well, why? You know, I have said that to my mama. Why? You know, I, I had dinner for, I had, uh, what, heel for dinner, for breakfast, or whatever, because she was through whatever she could at me, if not taste the back of her hand. You couldn't ask those questions, but now we give our kids so much freedom, and I know y'all, this generation, you love to have, let them have freedom, but I'm going to tell you now, freedom is bondage. And I know some of y'all who really, 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 like, what is he talking about? How can freedom be bondage? I'm going to show you. Before this message is over, you're going to understand it. It's called grace. Mm -hmm. I know one person who prison life does him well. Look better when he come out of jail than when he get out on his own. Mm-hmm. I'll finish it. Watch this. Let me show you this. Let me put it another way. The law was a guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. The law was there until Christ came. That law protected you until you were able to receive Jesus Christ. If it wasn't for the law, can you imagine? If, you didn't, if your mom and daddy didn't tell you about you should not kill. When we grew up, we grew up in school where they had the Ten Commandments. Not so now. 
But anyway, those little commandments got into us. Can you imagine what you would be like if you didn't have some inkling of the law in you? So the law came to protect you until you could understand what Christ did for you. Okay? Now that you're understanding more about what Christ has done, watch this. Let me put it another way. The law was a guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. And now that, with, that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as a guardian. Now that you know who Christ is, you don't need the law no more. Let me put it another way, bring it down to you. Now that you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, your conscience bear witness that you can't do what you used to do. You don't need the law that says that you can't go no faster than 45 or 55 on the expressway. Why not? You don't need the law that tells you that you shouldn't commit adultery. Let me put it that way. How many need a law that says that you can't commit adultery? Now that you've got Christ, you know what that law has done? It's been placed out of the way. Why? Because now you don't want to commit adultery. You needed the law to restrain you, to keep you from messing up. But now that God says you have received Christ, he becomes your law, the law of Christ. He becomes your standard. Therefore, I don't want to mess up no more. I don't want to do anything to damage this body. You see the difference? The law was an imprisonment, but now you've come to know Christ and you've got grace. There's no law no more. The shackles are gone. You're free to do whatever you want to do. We call it grace. Now that you have grace, God leave you to yourself. And that's the worst plot, spot to put you in. He wants you to love him enough that you're going to spend time in his word. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, ask what you will. In other words, I'm going to give you everything that you want because you love me. The Bible said the love of Christ constrains me. The problem is we don't love God enough. That's why so many are still in bondage. That's why you can't get out of the pornography. You can't get off the, you can't get off the drugs. You can't get off the alcohol. You can't get off the cigarettes. And I know you're going to be mad at me today, but I'm okay. I've got to tell you the truth because that's what he's going to, I'm going to show you in here. He said, once you know the truth, the truth will set you free. But you got to know the truth. Most of you all don't want to get off your stuff. You got that one thing that you've been holding on to because, you know what? Well, Pastor, you don't know. I really do want to let go. Then let it go. It's so hard. Yes, it's hard. Because you open that door up. Mm -hmm. I find out that the Word of God is the most powerful thing that I've ever faced before in my life. Because it challenged me. I can't, it, it, it brings in integrity into me. It means I have to do the right thing even when nobody's watching. Why? Because the Word of God is in me. I can't do what I want to do. I have been forced now to do what the words say. Do. When I mess up, you know what? I'm going to tell you all the truth. I can't just watch anything on TV because it has a way of getting into my spirit. I was watching, I, this, this is what happened the other day. It's not a bad word, but hell. Is hell a bad word? It's really how you use it. Somebody said something to me, and I said, ain't no way in the hell I'm going to do that. Well, I knew that wasn't right, so I felt like I had cussed. Now, some of y'all use words worse than that. But I actually, I said, God, that was really, I cussed him. Where did that come from? And so I was trying to figure out, you know, how did that get to me? And I would say back when I was watching the TV, and I saw where it came from. Mr. Steve Harvey himself. He was saying, damn, and hell, and all, and all this stuff. And I didn't know that stuff was getting into me. And when he said it, I remember I sounded just like him. 
I even saw him when I said it. So I know the trace of where it came from. So now I'm looking at myself and say how easy stuff can get into my spirit that I need to protect myself. Guess what? If I'm preaching and I'm God's man and I have to watch my spirit, what about you? What are you watching? Faith comes by hearing. Now I don't cuss somebody out and told y'all that I didn't have no more cuss words in me. Well, cussing, a hell ain't a bad word. It's in the Bible. But when you take things out of context and use it for your own use, okay, anyway. All right. All right. All right. So watch this. Verse 25. And now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as a guardian, for you are all what? Children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Listen to what God is saying. You're my child now. In the beginning, God created us in his own image and his own likeness. We messed up through Adam, and we became children of the devil. Now through faith in Jesus Christ, once you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, your faith has ignited you or connected you back to God. So now you are a child of God. You belong to God, and God belongs to you. There ought to be some difference in the way you handle yourself. There ought to be some difference in what you do to yourself. Keep following me. I have some scriptures to give you today. Watch this. Galatians 3, 30, chapter 3, 24. Let me put, no, go to the next scripture. <laughs> My child rolling with me. All right, 27. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism has put on Christ. How many of you have been baptized? Okay, all right. When you were baptized, you put on Christ. You may have came up soaking wet, but that spiritual garment that was soaking wet was Christ Jesus himself. So now, watch this. You've been united with Christ in baptism, have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There's no longer Jew nor Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for we are all one in Christ Jesus. Whatever God does for me, Miss King, he would do it for you. Because we are one in Christ. You've been baptized. You accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Guess what? God doesn't say because he's male, he's strong. No, 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 no. God says the same favor that I got on him is the same favor I put on you. If you see me blessed, being blessed and walking in favor, guess what? God will do the same thing for you. Well, he, he blessed the Jews because they're his children. No, no, they're his children. No. Did you just hear what he said? You're his child. You've been brought into his family. So you got to stop thinking like you'd bust it, discuss it, and defeat it when God has caused you to be blessed. Now watch this. Keep a hold of this. Let's go farther. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. God goes back now and begins to hook you into something that you had nothing to do with. Because of what Abraham did, God said, I want to bless you, so I'm going to hook you up to whatever Abraham did. Whatever Abraham did, that's what I'm going to require of you, and it's going to hook you up. Abraham operated in faith. So God said, now, I'm hooking you up to what Abraham did. Abraham impressed me so much that I made his name great. The people couldn't come to God unless they said, I come to you in the name of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His name was that powerful that it was put next to God. So guess what God's doing now? He said, I'm hooking you up to the same promise. You cannot tell me that God didn't bless Abraham. Now God is hooking you up with the works of Abraham if you do what Abraham did. So now that you can stop looking at your own little mess and your own little works, because grace finna show up in your life. 
Now watch this. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promises to Abraham now belongs to you. The problem is, you don't know what God promised to Abraham, and there lies the problem. Mm -hmm. You never saw it for yourself. You heard somebody say it, but, but you got to study to show yourself approved. You got to know what's rightfully yours. How many of you all, if you had a really rich uncle, died and left you in the will that you're not going to want to read that will and see what's in it? You want to know if somebody's jipping you or not. You'll go pay for a lawyer, and you know you can't even afford one. Well, I'm going to get you paid out the will. You don't even know what's in the will. You will do whatever you can to get some information so that you'll know what you have. Why we don't do that with the word of God? You've got freedom and don't even know you've got it. You're still in bondage. You're still in bondage to, to your drugs, your alcohol, your sex, your this, your this. When Christ has already... Anyway, all right, watch this. Let's go to the next one. Watch. Let's see what Abraham did. All right, when God started working with Abraham, God gave him a command and an awesome promise. The command was this. The Lord said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and the land, and go to a land that I will show you. Now, it's right, right there. God has just hooked you up with Abraham. So whatever he told Abraham, he's telling you. You know why some of y'all can't be blessed? Because your family won't let you be blessed. Your native country is stopping you. Them relatives is always leeching off of you. Your father's family, folks around there who wait on you to make it so they can get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as mama got it, I ain't got to do what's right. I can just get it from mama. Really? Mm-hmm. God want to bless you, but you got to get rid of some mess. You got to step out and you got to. What he was telling Abraham, look, I know you love your family. I know you love your relatives, but I can't do nothing with you until you trust me. See, let me show you where your faith is. When your light bill can't be met, who do you go to? Don't say it. Mm-hmm. Now, God said, if you want me to bless you, you have to get away from that mentality. Because they're not your God. I am. And in me, there's no Jew, there's no Greek, there's no mama, there's no daddy, there's no father. There's nobody who is greater than me. So when you go to them, you're not coming to me, and I can't bless you. Faith is going to require you to let God be God in your life. You can't go to everybody else. Why are you going to them when God told you there's no difference between you and him? If he blessed them, he said, I will bless you too. Well, I go to them because I know they need me. Well, why are their needs met? Because they're honoring what I said do. They're honoring my word. They're fighting to stay in the word. And now here you come. You know how they're making it. You know how they're doing it. They believe in God. You saw last year how they, how they lived. You saw they made a commitment to live better this year. But you want to stay the same. Why? Because you can borrow for them. You got one shackle on and one shackle off. You didn't accept the Christ, but you don't want to go no farther. Why? Because the price tag is too high. But you saw them pay the price. When I came out the streets, my friends talked about me like I was a dog. But these were my friends. When I had a nice car, I would pick you up. Mm-hmm. You'd come knock on my door, talking about going, we're all going downtown, we're going on Bill Street, hang out. 
But when I started getting a little Christ in me, those knocks went from boom, boom, boom to boom. Everybody didn't want to share the faith that I had. But now look at me. And I'm, look, look, I, I can't hardly tell you guys stuff because y'all think I'm bra- I am not bragging about what's going, what's going on in my life. I'm bragging about what God's doing through my life. And that's, me, that's the big difference. But God ought to make you jealous. Because if he did it for me, why can't he do it for you? Why you can't have your needs met? Why you can't be a blessing to somebody else? Because you didn't know this. Let's see what Abraham said. Watch this, what God promised Abraham. Notice the promise he gave Abraham was an exchange for his obedience. Key point. God gave you these promises in exchange for your obedience. Give me your obedience, then I give you these promises. You don't want to obey. So you can't make that exchange. God gave you the promises and in return, you give God your obedience to him. That's how faith operates. It works. You obey God, and God releases his promises. He told Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's house, and I will bless you. Watch what he says. Genesis 12, 2 and 3. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And the King James said, he said, I'll make your name great. Now let me help you. I, my name is not nowhere where it's going to be. Amen. All right? But when people hear about Elder King, Pastor King, Calvin King, you know what? A smile comes on their face, just like you're smiling now. Yeah. Because what God is doing through me or in me, he's in the process of making my name great. Now, everybody out there in the world may not know me yet, but y'all know me now. When I go and make business deals, they know me. Nothing that I've done, I told you, it wasn't my education, my education. It wasn't that. It was the Christ that dwells within me. So you can't sit here and tell me because you didn't finish school, or you got your GED, or you didn't even get that, you didn't, even get, you didn't get that, that you can't be successful. To me, that's a lie. If you got faith, there's no difference from an educated person or a person who got a good enough diploma. There's no difference. You're in Christ now. In you lie the hope of glory. I see so many young kids now who are getting out of school and don't want to go to college. They're afraid of going to college. They don't want to do this because they don't feel like they're educated enough. Well, that's fine. If you don't go, you just get a hold of Christ and he's going to educate you. There are gifts and calling. Now, I'm not saying y'all young folks that don't go to college. I'm not saying that. Well, Pastor said don't go to college. No, I'm not saying that. If you're not going to go for the right reason, then you need to stay your butt at home, get a job, or try to find Christ somewhere. Don't throw that money away. and then you, 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 you Anyway. So what you got to do is realize what these scriptures are telling you. There's no difference between somebody who is highly educated and somebody who has no diploma whatsoever when it comes to God. 
These men were unlearned fishermen. They didn't learn. They didn't know nothing. They were just some fishermen. But Jesus pulled them to himself, and they wrote books for you to read. Faith makes the difference, baby. And when you put your faith in God, people will watch you, and they'll see you succeed, and they'll see you getting higher and higher. And they're trying to figure it out because they're trying to figure out faith. Faith is not designed for you to figure out. That's why it's hard for everybody to try to tell you what faith is. You can't figure it out. You got to do it. I will bless you and make you famous. You will be a blessing to others. You see, how many of you are a blessing to others? You have a promise right here that God said, I'm going to make you a blessing. If you walk in alignment with God, do what God has asked you to do, the blessing will overtake you. You will be a blessing. You have enough to give and it not even bother you. That's what God wants for us. But we got to operate in these blessings. We got to operate in what God said do. We got to make the commitment. We got to make it right. Watch this. And I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who treat you with contempt. Disrespect. That's a court term. You're in court and you're acting a fool. You're saying stuff and your judge tells you to shut up and you keep talking crazy and he hit that gavel and says, I hold you in contempt. I hold you in disrespect of my court. God said, anybody disrespect you, I take care of them. You hear me? Why is, that? Why is God willing to do that? Because God don't want you to be in walking in forgiveness, unforgiveness. How do you bless somebody and be in unforgiveness at the same time? God said, no, 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 no. I want you to be a blessing to people. Well, how did, well, what, well who going to get them? God said, I got them. I'll take care of them. Watch this. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. I curse those who disrespect you. They talking crazy about you. You ain't this, you ain't that. You go pray for them. You go pray for them because they have just offended the courts of heaven. And God said, I'll take care of you. You go and enjoy life. All your family members of the earth will be blessed. <laughs> I know I twist that a little bit, but let me tell you what I'm saying. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Now, if you go back and look at Abraham's life, you see all these manifestations. If God made a promise to Abraham and he kept it, get your mind right. If his promise is still that strong, then what about right now? If it's happening to somebody that you can see, well, Abraham way back then, but, and, 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 and I know Israel being, but what about somebody who's close to you? What about your pastor? Mm-hmm. It's because I'm tired. Trust me. Not because you're tired. God is blessing me because I align myself with his word. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Y'all trying to do it your own way. When God has a way for you, you got to do it his way. You cannot do it without him. Watch this. Next. 
John chapter 8, verse 31 and 36. Jesus said to the people who believed in him. How many of y'all say y'all believe in Jesus? Uh-huh. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my what? All right. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If you stay in my teaching, you're going to bump into something that you need to get right. If you stay in my teaching, you're going to see what you like inside of me. And guess what? Some of y'all don't like what you see. So you shut your Bible up. That's a mirror that's designed, designed to show you what you like. Why? Because God wants you to know as long as you can straighten that area up, the blessings are following you and they're going to overtake you. You should not have to borrow from nobody. All right, let's keep moving. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. These are the, the, the religious people talking to Jesus. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean? We will be set free. See, the problem is they was in bondage and didn't know it. Some of y'all right here right now, you're in bondage and don't know it. You got some stuff that's dictating your life and telling you what to do. Let's use some simple stuff. How many of you in here uh, smoke? Don't raise your hand. Raise your eyelid. <laughs> do, like, do like the rock. Mm -hmm. How many of you hooked on pornography? Don't raise your hands. Mm -hmm. How many of you getting you some and you're not married? How many of you getting you some and you are married? <laughs> Outside that marriage. Uh -huh. Nobody, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Look straight ahead. Nobody never knows who I'm talking about. Okay? The problem is, is that we mess up and we step outside the will of God knowing we're wrong and still expect these blessings to overtake us. You know you're wrong, but you still want to be blessed. You got shackles on, but you want to be free. Therein lies something in you that's taking control over you. You know you want to stop smoking. You know you want to get off the drugs. You want to get off the alcohol. You know sex outside of marriage is not right. But it's something in you that's taking control over you. That something is an unclean spirit. Don't get nervous. I'm not going to go into deliverance. Not yet. But we're going to do it before it's over with. I'm not going to tell you what day because I don't want you not coming. <laughs> Some of y'all want to hold on to your devils because you're afraid that if they manifest in the church, everybody will look at you, but trust me, they got some too. Okay? And if they act in the nut, you can let them have yours. Watch this. Yeah, I know. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who... So I'm going to tell you the truth. Everybody who's sinned, put yourself back in bondage again. Yeah. Even though Christ has set you free, you put yourself back in the bondage when you do it. He 
You see that part where he said remain? That's optional. Mm -hmm. Some of you don't like being free. I'm going to tell you the truth. When I cussed the other day, I felt better. It wasn't a bad cuss word, but when I said it, I was like, nah. <laughs> what the flesh got out of it, I don't know, but it felt good. Some of you like feeling good. Some of you like cussing folks out. Now, when I got through and, I, and God started dealing with me again, I felt horrible. I felt really bad. There was a word washing me. So much so that I had to figure out where that word came from. And when I found out where it came from, now I can't watch that holly no more. I'm trying to get away from it now because I know I, I, I'm weak in that area. And, 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 and my mama used to cuss. She didn't say bad word, but she said bad enough word. So I know me. I dress it up as if I'm not cussing. Hell ain't a bad word. But when I look at you and get mad at you and tell you to go to hell, what I, do? I just curse you. All right? All right, let's keep going. So Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sinned is a slave to sin. Meaning you won't be able to do what you want to do because you just yoke or hook yourself back up to that sin. Most of you all in here, I'm going to tell you the truth, you're free. When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he made you free. You don't have to watch pornography. You don't have to smoke dope. You don't have to smoke cigarettes. You don't have to do any of those things. But you chose to. For you to say that you've never been freed, you're saying that the blood of Jesus wasn't enough. Oh, yeah, you were freed. You were delivered. You were set free. But you went back. A slave is not a permanent member of the family. But a son is part of the family. How long? Let me do a, a test right here. How many of you all are going to heaven? How many of you still sinning? <laughs> I need to put both hands up. This right here will mess your mind up. A slave is not a permanent member of the family. Everyone that sins is a slave to sin. So if I sin, that means I'm not a permanent member of the family? Well, this next scripture says, but a son is a part of the family forever. So am I a sinner or am I a son? Then watch this. If you are a son, not only are you an heir to the promise of God, but the devil been lying to you. He's been tricking you to make you think you need the sex, you need the alcohol, you need the drugs, you need the cigarettes. When on the package itself, this causes cancer in laboratory animals. You can read. You don't want to read the package because you want to stay in denial. You should know the truth, and the truth is going to set you free. Let's look at cigarettes, since that's a lot of us. If the Surgeon General has told you about this package and warned you about it, 
how can you consciously be free to smoke? There are some bondages in there. And these bondages need to be broken. You got to realize that Christ has already set me free. So I've got to want to remain free. So devil, tonight we're going to wrestle. You can't sit here and tell me that you can't go an hour or two without smoking. Most of you, or some of you all got in here at 11 o'clock. It's 12 now, and I don't see nobody smoking. If I stay at 12.30, you won't get that cigarette. Now, I might let you out at 1 o'clock, and you might break line for your car, and you might start firing up. The fact that you were able to sit for an hour or two hours without smoking tells me that you have some self-control. But when the enemy come in like a flood, you've got to allow the Lord to lift up that standard. That standard is that word. If you don't have no word in you and you're not spending no time with God, there's nothing to lift up the standard. You're left to your own thinking. And the devil will come in and say, all you have to do is repent. Yeah, you repent and get right. But guess what? You're pushing your blessings farther away. God wants you to have whatever you want, but you're going to have to act in your faith in order to get it. And faith is not going to operate if you keep short-circuiting it. You keep cutting it off at the path. So if the Son sets you free, you're truly free. Here's the next question. How many accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? How many has the Son set free? Then why do you do what you do? Why are you still in bondage? Who are you hanging around that's giving the devil an opportunity to minister lies to you, to tell you that it's okay? Who is your smoking partner? Who is your sex partner? Who is it that the devil has gotten you hooked up with to make you think that Christ hadn't set you free? They may still be in bondage. That's them. But Christ has set you free. And if you keep hanging around those members, those people, then you're going to be in bondage just like them. This year, we need to make a decision. Last week, I asked you to just that one thing, put that one thing aside. This week, I'm asking you to put that person, that place aside. you got to let some stuff go. Even to a mean like Abraham, he had to leave his family. There may be some family members who just don't, they, 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 they say they say, but their lifestyle is saying it different. Anytime somebody has to get you to go drink with them, no, go do it by yourself. Uh-huh. Watch this. This is what we really want you to do, to live in freedom. This is God's word. Romans chapter 6, verse 14. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. God says, you know what? The law has no effect on you. You don't have to live under the requirements of the law. You don't have to worry about the Ten Commandments. Why? Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Now, this is where a lot of people mess up at, and I know I'm not going to get a whole lot into it today. But grace is so powerful. God's riches at Christ's expense. In other words, what God said grace did, grace wipes out all your sins. It bases everything on Jesus Christ. 
So since I got grace, in other words, there's a friend of mine who has, he works for the fire department, and he has his fire department tag on his car. And he drives faster than normal. Now I asked, I said, man, why do you be driving so fast? He said, because I got the pack. He said, they pulled me over, they let me go, because they see us as the same. You know what he's doing? He's abusing the grace. Church people do that all the time. Because I can ask for forgiveness, I can mess up and get up and ask for forgiveness. I can smoke some dope and come off my high and ask God to forgive me. Mm -hmm. Because God doesn't place what you're doing or what you have done on the power of his blood. You've been forgiven. You've been set free. God's not going to change his mind about setting you free. So now what you must do is decide to stay free. Watch this. Since there are no more laws, then I can speed and go as fast as I want to. Well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean that we can go on sinning? Since God's not going to hold my mess against me, and I've been set free, then I can do what I want to do. I can keep on sinning. That's not true. You want to know why that's not true? Because when you accepted Jesus Christ in your life, something should have changed in your nature. I don't have to, you know, uh, see if I can get away with sex outside of marriage. I don't want to get away with sex outside of marriage. I don't want to see if I can get away with smoking dope. I don't want to smoke dope. There's something changed inside of me that not only did it remove the law, it removed or gave me a conscience that if I mess up, I'm just as bad. So therefore, I don't want to sin no more. Now, I may slip, but then that's when I go back to God. God, help me. I don't want to do this thing. Next question. How many of you want freedom? You want to get out of it. You want to get away from it. That alone makes you a candidate for where we're getting ready to go. I want to be free. The devil has deceived you, or come, there could be some generational curse that you operate under, that you find your mama's and your daddy's demons. The Bible tells us that we can be free from that. And we're going to have to walk in it, we're going to have to use our faith, and we're going to have to operate in it. Because Jesus Christ has already set you free. Some of you right now, you're going to walk out of here today, and you're going to be free because of what you just heard. Christ has already set you free. You're free. You're going to have to stop listening to what the devil tells you. Do you realize that you become a slave to whatever you choose to obey? When you make that choice, well, Pastor, why am I just so messed up? Because you chose. I didn't choose this. Yes, you did. God said, I said before you, life and death, blessings and curse. He said, you choose. If it does not bring life, then it's a curse. Let's say alcohol. How many of y'all drink alcohol? Don't raise your hand. Got you, didn't <laughs> 
All right. So watch this. <laughs> so watch this. Now, now, if you're drinking alcohol, do you realize that you yield yourself to spirits? They haven't even got to the point now they're telling you wine and they're selling wine and spirits. So when you yield yourself to alcohol, it opens you up to a spirit that makes you think that you are in charge, in control. That's why drunk drivers don't think that they're drunk. Those spirits are in operation. You yielded yourself to that spirit. That spirit's telling you, you're not drunk. Well, you're only going to drink this much. But that spirit said, you can handle it. You can handle it. You can handle it. And before you know it, the police is pulling you over or you've had a wreck. Sin is progressive, at least from one thing to the next. So you see how it operates. So don't you realize that who you become slave, that when you become a slave to whatever you choose to obey, you become a slave to sin, which leads to what? Death. And I know y'all, I know this Sunday you ready to get out of here. I understand that. But God told you that your sin going to lead to what? Separation from him and you. It cuts off the blessings. It cuts off everything. All right, let's keep reading. All right. Why do you choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living? How many want to live righteous? How many of you lying? Why do we want to live righteous? Because according to Abraham, these blessings are going to overtake me if I live right. So what the devil wants to do is get you not living right. Okay? All right. I think I got one more scripture, and I'm going to give you this one. If Christ has set you free, why do you go back? Why do you go back? Watch this. Galatians chapter 4, verse 9. So now that you know God, or should you say, or should I say, now that God knows you, why do you want to go back again to become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world? The world has a way of operating. So why do you want to go back to the way the world says? The world tells you, watch this, this is a spiritual principle, that you have a right to be forgiven. Now, if repentance is true, I can sin and get repentant. That's where your bondage is. How many of you have sinned and you're using it just as a bar of soap? There's no repentance. All you want is forgiveness. You don't want to repent. Your deliverance is based on your repentance. Mm -hmm. If you can repent, your deliverance is going to manifest. If you repent from watching pornography, if you repent from doing drugs, if you repent from drinking the alcohol, if you repent from smoking, your deliverance is going to manifest. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. 
If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.